Hello, friends. You know, there are some places, the names of which are synonymous with fun and good times. Disneyland, Bali, Las Vegas. But there are also some places whose names are associated with dread and fear. Chernobyl, the Titanic, or Country Corral Buffet on Seniors Eat Free Night. Seriously, if you've ever had to fight an octogenarian over the last piece of baked tilapia, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, among these places of infamy is the legendary prison of Alcatraz, an inescapable penitentiary where only the worst criminals were sent. But was Alcatraz really that bad? Was it really impossible to escape? And if so, why don't we still use it today? Well, I'm going to try to answer all those questions and more. Now, before we start, let's get the basics straight. Alcatraz is a name that belongs to several things in the same place. First, it was a famous prison in American history that was built on an island near San Francisco, California. Second, it's the name of the island the prison was built upon. And finally, since Alcatraz prison is now closed and the whole island has been converted into a tourist destination, it can also mean the national park and the remains of the now closed prison. And we'll be talking a little about all of these things. Now, first let's talk about the island itself. The Spanish explorer Juan Manuel Ayala is credited with discovering the island in 1775. He called it La Isla de los Alcatraces, which means the island of the gannets. Now, a gannet is a kind of bird but none of them live on Alcatraz Island, which is confusing. Uh, there might be some translation issues here that we don't have time to get into, but most people agree that instead of Island of the Gannets, it's supposed to be Island of the Pelicans, uh, also a, a kind of bird that you see a lot of uh, in the coastal regions. Anyway, that's what the island was named, uh, and it later got changed to Alcatraz. Now, for a while, not much was done with the island. It belonged to Mexico for a bit, and then later, when the, the Mexican-American War concluded in the late 1840s, it became part of the U.S. Now, the U.S. actually built a lighthouse on the island, but soon President Millard Fillmore gave it to the military. They used it for a couple of things. First, they put a bunch of cannons on it in order to defend the coast from well, I guess whoever wanted to invade California. Uh, keep in mind, there was a gold rush at this time, the California gold rush, and uh, the cannons, uh, you know, um, I guess that had something to do with it, right? Anyway, it turns out they never needed them, though, and the cannons that were put on the island never got used. But then, a little while later, in the 1860s, the American Civil War broke out, and the Union, that's the anti-slavery Abraham Lincoln side, needed a place to put military criminals, so part of the island was turned into a prison. Now, this prison included soldiers from the Confederacy, that's the pro-slavery southern side in the Civil War, uh, and also you know, some other uh, random mil uh, military criminals. Now, a small portion of the prisoners in Alcatraz were actually Native Americans, some of whom were combatant, 
uh, ones that who would you know fight uh, various settlers in the western regions, but others of whom, uh, mainly of the Hopi tribe, uh, who were simply resistant to following the rules that the U.S. government was making them follow. In any case, the island was seen as an ideal place for holding prisoners, mainly because it was, well, an island. Uh, however, it wasn't quite as impossible to escape as you might have heard. In fact, people have made the swim between Alcatraz Island and the mainland all the time. In fact, there's an annual event called the Escape from Alcatraz Triathlon that's been held since the 80s, uh, in which contestants not only swim from uh, near the island to the mainland, but they also run and bike after that. Now, you might have heard that there are man-eating sharks that live around Alcatraz. That's actually untrue. According to the U U.S. Bureau of Prisons, any sharks in the waters around the island are harmless to people. Uh, however, don't think that the swim is easy. Keep in mind that when people do it, they have to prepare and swim under ideal conditions with safety measures. <clears throat> On the other hand, if you were a prisoner who had to make the swim during a stormy night, well, things were a lot more difficult. Now, in the 1920s and 1930s, crime was on the rise in America. This was the era of the gangster, and it necessitated the development of prisons. So at this point, Alcatraz was transferred to the U.S. Department of Justice in 1933, and then opened in 1934, where it became the prison that we know, uh, that we know it as in popular culture. So what kind of people were held in Alcatraz? Like I said earlier, just the name causes a reaction in us. The people in Alcatraz must have been some real bad mothers, right? Like real psychopaths who kill people and then make furniture out of their bones and stuff, right? Well, not really. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there were some real bad dudes in Alcatraz. Uh, Al Capone was there, for instance. But keep in mind, Alcatraz wasn't intended for people who were necessarily evil, just people who had problems following the rules. A good example is Frank Morris. Now, Morris was placed in prison for robbery and drug possession, but <clears throat> as far as I can tell, he never actually killed anyone, at least uh, according to all the research that I did on him. I, I couldn't find any references to him uh, con uh, committing murder or anything like that. So. Uh, the reason that they transferred Morris to Alcatraz, well, he had a bit of a habit of trying to escape from prison. <laughs> Did he escape from Alcatraz? Well, yes, and stay tuned for more on that. Now, another well-known character was Robert Stroud, also known as the Birdman of Alcatraz. Now, Stroud was a pimp who had landed in prison for killing a man. Some say this was to protect a female acquaintance of his. Others say it was an argument over prostitution money. Uh, in any case, killing another prisoner caused him to be transferred to, no, not Alcatraz, but Leavenworth Prison. There, he was allowed to raise birds and even conducted some pretty groundbreaking research on bird diseases, which he compiled and published in books that you can actually buy on Amazon. 
along with my book, Might of the Gods, the first fantasy superhero novel designed for readers of English as a second language, available from 99 cents and up. Uh, but after killing a guard, Stroud was sent to Alcatraz, where he spent the rest of his life. Unfortunately, without any birds, which makes the birdmen of Alcatraz a bit of a misnomer, I guess. Uh, but the Birdman of Leavenworth uh, really doesn't sound as good, does it? Anyway, don't get me wrong. He killed three people. That's a pretty big deal. But at the same time, he's no Jeffrey Dahmer, if you know what I mean. You can probably find worse criminals in your own local prison. It's just that those folks aren't foolish enough to try to kill the guards. Well then, what was life like in Alcatraz? It depends who you ask. Now, some people described it as an inhumane dungeon. Uh, of particular note was the case of Henry Young. Uh, Young was a prisoner who went off the deep end and he attacked and killed another prisoner while at Alcatraz. Now, his attorneys said that the terrible conditions in Alcatraz were to blame for his behavior. And the jury at his trial kind of believed it. And so he was convicted of manslaughter instead of murder. Uh, by the way, uh, they made a movie about him called Murder in the First, starring Kevin Bacon. Uh, and uh, some uh, critics will say that the details in the movie aren't necessarily accurate to uh, the real-life case of Henry Young, who uh, they, they say that the movie kind of shows him through a, a much more positive lens, where he really wasn't that good of a person in real life. Uh, but anyway... Uh, although some people said that the conditions in Alcatraz were pretty bad, uh, others said that it re they really weren't that bad at all. And some sources claim uh, that prisoners wanted to be transferred there due to the fact that they had their own cells and that the food was actually pretty good. Uh, according to History.com, the prison's first warden figured that bad food would result in more riots. Anyway, that being said, Alcatraz was strict. Remember, it was designed to get difficult prisoners to follow the rules. Every prisoner had only four rights, those being food, clothing, shelter, and medical care, according to the Bureau of Prisons. That was it. However, prisoners could earn access to a library, communication with family members, and other things like recreation and music. On the other hand, Causing trouble would land you in places like the hole, where you had nothing but a sink, toilet, and light bulb. Even worse was a cell called the Oriental, where you didn't even have clothing or light. Now, fortunately, prisoners were only kept in the Oriental for one or two days, but that's still a pretty long time. So the big question, did anyone escape from Alcatraz? Well, it depends on your definition of escape. I'd say... Yes, they did, but maybe not in the way you'd think. Al Capone, in a way, escaped Alcatraz, although having serious late-stage syphilis helped. Uh, his bad health caused him to get transferred to a hospital and then later released, but he died soon after that. Uh, also, there was James Whitey Bulger. Uh, think uh, the movie The Departed. That was kind of based on him. Anyway, he, uh, Bulger later got moved to Leavenworth Prison and then released on parole, only to become one of the most infamous gangsters in American history, <laughs> getting caught and put back in prison again in 2011. <clears throat>
Okay, so you're probably saying, well, oh, come on, that's not the kind of escape we're talking about. Okay, you want something more exciting. I got you. So there was also John Paul Scott and his friend Daryl Lee Parker. They actually bent the bars on a kitchen window and made it into the water around Alcatraz. Scott eventually made it all the way to the California mainland, but the swim had made him weak, hypothermic, and almost dead. So he got caught and taken back into prison along with Parker, who didn't even make it that far before giving up uh, and being recaptured. Then there was also an incident in 1946 where some prisoners got a hold of some of the guards' weapons, including the guns, and they gained control of the prison for a couple of days before the Marines got called in and ended up killing the perpetrators. This incident was called the Battle of Alcatraz. All right, cool, but did anyone actually escape for good? Well, probably not, but we don't know for sure. Remember Frank Morris, the guy that I mentioned earlier? Well, he and a couple of brothers did escape in 1962, a few months before Scott and Parker. Now, unlike those two guys, though, no one ever found out what happened to them. Uh, authorities did find a dead body on the coast a few weeks later, so most people think that they died. However, others aren't so sure, and some people have claimed to be uh, either Morris or one of the Anglin brothers, uh, the, the two brothers with whom Morris uh, orchestrated his escape plan. Uh, but that's a topic for another day. If you'd like to learn more about their escape attempt, there's an old movie about it. It's called Escape from Alcatraz, and it stars a young Clint Eastwood. Anyway, it's likely that no one truly escaped from the island. So if it was such an effective prison, why did it close? Well, money. You see, the reason for its success as a prison was also the reason for its uh, unsuccess, uh, failure, that's what the word is. Now, the fact that it was an island meant that supplies had to be sent by boat, and that included fresh water. Uh, in addition, the salt air wasn't great for the condition of the building's walls, and so in 1963, the prison closed its doors. But that's not where the prison story ends. In 1969, a group of Native Americans went to the island and occupied it. The group called themselves Indians of All Tribes, and their idea was to use the island to set up a school and cultural center there. And it actually went okay for about two years. But then things started to fall apart, uh, people started to lose sight of the original intent, uh, and eventually, the leader of the whole thing, a man named Richard Oakes, left when his stepdaughter fell down some stairs and died. And that was the final nail in the coffin of Indians of all tribes' attempt to claim Alcatraz Island. At this point, the government cut off power to the island, and that was that. There's actually lots more to be said about Oakes and the effects of his occupation, but that probably deserves its own episode. Then, in 1971, the island was given to the National Park Service. The next year, it became part of the Golden Gate Recreation Area, and in 1973, it opened to the public. So, can you go to Alcatraz? And if so, what can you do there? Now, I should mention, I have never been to Alcatraz personally, but I have talked to some people who have. Now, first, you need to find a way 
to get to the island. You probably don't want to try to swim there. You can buy ferry tickets for a boat that leaves from San Francisco. And often there are packaged tours that will include, among their various sightseeing activities, a trip to the island, and they will provide uh, transportation there as well. Supposedly, it's pretty hard to book tickets, so you want to do that in advance. The ferry ride is less than half an hour, and once you get to Alcatraz, you can see the prison and some of the graffiti that uh, the Native Americans painted way back in the early 70s is still visible there. Uh, the National Park Service, I believe, also restored some of the original graffiti due to its historical significance. Now, uh, the prison there has been preserved, and it has a variety of exhibitions about the various inmates who were housed there, as well as some of the most, uh, the more famous and infamous occurrences, like the Battle of Alcatraz or the escape that we talked about earlier. Now, all of this information is provided via an audio tour guide, which visitors receive upon uh, arriving at the island. Now, in addition to the remains of the prison and fortress, visitors are free to wander around the island and see some of the ecology in the area before the park closes at nine o'clock. You know, uh, Frank Weatherman was a gun smuggler and the last prisoner to leave Alcatraz when it closed. He said, Alcatraz was never no good for nobody. Was that true? Well, that's not for me to say. All I can tell you is that it's an interesting look into our past. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I hope to see you again sometime.